You're listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. (sighs) You know, I love that as soon as we record a segment on COVID, it becomes outdated in literally two hours. You know, I I mean, I had to laugh at myself like a couple weeks ago when I was listening back to our first episode on that, Uh because when we recorded it, there was only like one case in the state of West Virginia. And then (laughs) very shortly after listening to it, there's like 20. So it was both sad and, um, well, it was sad. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not laughing at the sadness of it. I am laughing at the irony of it. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what I'm laughing at, really, because if... I don't laugh, I'll cry, question yeah. mark. We just have to not date this with anything pertinent. That's <laughs> precisely it, other than the fact that COVID is still here. That's yeah. that's the only thing that's pertinent. Mm. So guess what we're talking about? Surprise. <laughs> Hopefully this is the last one. Yeah, don't touch that dial. This uh, might be uh, kind of nice, this one. It might not be what you're thinking. Right, because we, uh, we, your hosts, Ethan and Josiah. We're also really sick of certain avenues of information <laughs> flooding us with this. Yes, uh... Agreed. 110%. Yeah. I am, you know, I don't even have words. That's all. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm ready. So hopefully this is one of the final entries we contribute to the COVID-19 discussion. I'm sure that to some degree everyone's tired of hearing mm. about it. But all of these qualifiers are to say, because I love qualifying things, <laughs> I do think it's different to hear about it from media pundits as opposed to us. Mm, I hope you know? so. That, yes, one would certainly hope. And perhaps that's a little self-congratulatory or self-exalting. <laughs> But I think that's part of why God gives local churches their own pastors and lay leaders, because we can speak to specific issues to our folks in ways that no one else can, you know? Yeah, well, and I will say where and how I hear about this has vastly affected how I feel about it. I listened to an Enneagram podcast, nobody's surprised, um, <laughs> and they like completely swapped format for some, you know, just like j- just to talk exclusively about COVID and like it was supposed to be related to their, their theme of episodes and I just was not feeling it. And I was like, I could just, I could not be bothered with it yeah. whatsoever. But then there are other times when what I'm reading or what I'm hearing turns out to be genuinely helpful. So, you know, hopefully that's something we can provide now. Yes. So on that topic, there seem to be two common fears amongst most of the people I talk to. Okay. So that's what we're going to address more or less today. We're going to solve all the issues, all of your fears. Again, as we always do here at the Horizon Church Podcast, we solve our issues in one concise 20 to 25 minute episode. Yes. And the problems are all gone. So pay no attention to the fact that we recorded an episode on this a couple weeks ago. (laughs) So if we want to picture in our minds Mm. a picture, (laughs) that's typically what you do. still with you. (laughs) Perhaps we could imagine this as if we were all riding fast galloping horses. That's what we're all doing right now because it's pandemic. We're riding, mm. you know, we're on horses and they're riding fast. We're six feet apart. Woof. Yes, we are. We are six feet apart. <laughs> and under the current circumstances, we've come out of the saddle a little bit and risk falling off of either the left side mm. or the right side. It's fl- flashbacks to my childhood. That woof, woof. It sounds me, like you had some rough times. Makes me anxious. Horseback riding. Well, I didn't know what I was doing and I was shy, you know? And so I was, I was like, I think the saddle's falling off the horse, but I don't know what to say. And I don't remember which side <laughs> it was falling off of. <laughs> That's funny because I have ridden on horseback once and I was also very young, probably Mm. five or six, Mm -hmm. and I've never done it since because it so terrified me. (laughs) The same situation. I was like, I don't know how to control this large beast. I would love to become acquainted and comfortable, Yeah, but I don't like helmets. I'm one of those Uh, because it doesn't doesn't look... Doesn't look good. Mm. Aragorn didn't wear a helmet. No, he did not. So I don't think I can. His his mane was blown in the wind, just like the horses. I think I have different problems. <laughs> That's what I'm discovering. 
So here we are. We're riding our horse. We're, we're coming out of the saddle. We're going to fall off either to the right or the left. But here's the thing. Whether we fall to the right or the left is kind of almost inconsequential because either way, we're in danger <laughs> yeah. of falling off a fast galloping horse and breaking our necks. Yeah. So we don't want to fall off the horse. No. That's the point, right? Very much. So in this picture, on the one hand, there's the virus itself. Okay. That's one thing that folks are afraid of. Yeah, so, I mean, People fair. are naturally worried about their bodily health. They're concerned about their elderly family members, their friends, their neighbors. It could be frightening. Yeah, they're alarmed at how quickly COVID-19 seems to have spread across America. So that's one fear. And if we dwell on that fear, we're liable to fall off, say... The left side of the horse. Interesting that you picked left. That's, I'll remember I that. realize that. Like some, there are no political connotations with this. I just picked sides. Uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't even going there, actually. <laughs> Ethan but, was just trying to remember. Which <laughs> side. Well, I'm sure, you know, we might have listeners like, is he making a comment about something? <laughs> Reading things that aren't there. It. But you know how sometimes people like, uh, we even did a series about turning left or right. Yes, we did. And so it, the implication is there, there's a right decision. And then within, um, within anecdotes, yes. I always think about like... Turning left or right. Yeah, Yes. Yeah. So it's always like, what does it imply? Yes. What is the, it, well, you know, what is the philosophical? You know, uh-huh. In this case, either direction is bad because <laughs> you fall off the left side of the horse, you break your neck, you're scared to death of the virus or what have you. But on the other hand, there are folks who are freaked out about the economic fallout that could happen yeah. because of the measures that are being taken to slow the spread of the virus. So people are naturally worried about their paychecks. Mm. You know, they're, they're concerned about their jobs. They're concerned about local small businesses. They're worried about providing for their families. They're alarmed at how quickly COVID-19 seems to have crippled our economy sure so if we do on that fear we're liable to fall off the right side of the horse i mean those are not invalid concerns no to ha- i mean the they're issues that are worth being aware of and conscientious of and i think you know we should be paying attention yes but if you're providing for yourself and others you know of course that's a significant priority it's something that is that is on your mind yes absolutely it is so those are the two biggest fears that most of us seem to be facing at least based on the conversations that i've been having but the other really sad thing about all of this to me is that there are people who are tottering toward the left and the people who are tending to maybe fall off the left side are knocking those who are leaning and falling off the right side and vice versa. Sounds like, like a bad movie. Yeah, it's just a bad, yeah, that's exactly what well, it sounds like. Much like of a, this feels like a bad a movie. A bad movie. Um, and the thing is, is we're all falling off the horse yeah. that we're on, so to speak. So here's the crux, as you pointed out. These are both legitimate concerns. They're both things that you have good grounds to be worried about sure. wherever you happen to be. We ought to be concerned for the bodily welfare of our our neighbors and the elderly and the isolated, especially we Christians, because we are the pro-life group for crying out loud. You know, that's like Mm. kind of what we're known for. So, you know, we ought to be caring about all forms of life and all the bodily health of our neighbors. And we also ought to be concerned for the economic livelihood of our neighbors, because that's the way that God has ordained for us to provide for our families and build up our communities and contribute to society. So, I mean, they're they're both very essential and very important. Uh, So, the question becomes, how do we handle these fears? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, the classic question that we're going to answer for you right here. <laughs> Thank you. That's why I'm here. Right now. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, most of us are more liable to fall off one side of the saddle as opposed to the other. So how do we adjust and get back into the saddle, so to speak, and keep riding the horse sure. through this crazy pandemic? Well, I think it would be helpful for us to begin with some of the basics of the Christian faith. I think we need to come back to basics so that we can get a fundamental understanding of what's happening and what we're entering into when we talk about these sorts of things. And as the Apostle Paul once said, to write the same things to you is no trouble to me and is safe for you. (laughs) So, what we need to understand is that foundationally... Adam and Eve's sin in the Garden of Eden brought COVID-19, along with all its dreadful fallout, 
down upon us. Now, not specifically, but I'll explain this more later because I don't, I don't want, I don't want someone to make the mistake that Jesus's disciples made when they came across a blind man in the Gospel of John and said, uh, "Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind?" Mm. Jesus said, "No one sinned. He wasn't born blind because of any sin. Mm. He was born blind that the glory of God might be shown." So I don't want anyone making that mistake. Yeah. So let me let me explain. When God created the world, his intent was that mankind would flourish by having children who would join them in subduing the earth and enjoying fellowship with God and with one another, right? Like cultivating the world for the sake of the good of all creatures and fellow humans. Yeah. But then, of course, Adam and Eve took fruit from the forbidden tree. Curses. A little <laughs> tiny bit inconvenient. Tiny bit, mm. to put it lightly. <laughs> and... God's judgment of that sin involved both bodily health and economic hardship. It involved both. So the day you eat of the tree, you shall surely die. That's what God said in Genesis 2.17. And he said, cursed is the ground because of you. In pain, you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you. And by the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. So the point is, is both our bodies and our economies were marred and ruined by sin. It's not, yeah, it's not one or the other. It's both. And And because of that, human flourishing is not what it once was. And worse yet, we, to this day, have inherited a sin nature from our first parents. And because of that, humanity has just gone on sinning and in many ways making things worse in some ways. The track record is not exactly. It's not gleaming. No, no, it is not. (laughs) It is not what we would call back home great. (laughs) Um, So... The bottom line is we are all doomed to die. Like our, our bodily health is compromised until Jesus returns right. because of the universal nature of sin. And we will all face perpetual frustration as we seek to cultivate the world for the flourishing of humanity. Like in other words, our economies are going to be to one degree or another faced with frustration and difficulty because again of the universal nature yeah. of sin. Again, the apostle Paul addresses this in Romans when he says, therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, so death spread to all men because all sinned. So there's the, again, the bodily aspect of sin's curse. But then also Paul says, for the creation was subjected to futility. Not willingly, (laughs) but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. So again, we even see in Romans that creation, nature, animals, etc., economies are not spared the effects of sin either. So it's not just, oh, you as an individual are going to die. It's everything. Yeah, the consequences are so much further reaching. Yes, exactly. So because of our sinfulness... In general, like universal human sinfulness, our bodies and our economies are thwarted by disease and panic. Now, that's where the gospel comes into play because God has begun the work of renewing and reconciling all things in Christ. So it's not all doom and gloom. Um, (laughs) Through him, we will dwell again with God in unhindered communion and our bodies will be freed from death and sickness and our work will be dethorned and unthistled, so to speak. So what you're saying is now that I've been, you know, have a renewed heart, I won't get sick. That's the, that's the takeaway, right? I can't get sick. That's it, right? The way you're looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on who you ask, they might say that. Oh, that scares me. Because, you know, here's the other thing that I do want to, again, put before our ears, so to speak. <laughs> 
because of God's common grace for all people, even the ungodly are mm-hmm. included in that, right? Uh, as Solomon would say, the rains fall upon the just and the unjust, yeah. right? Like we all benefit from God's common grace. Yeah. The curse of death and hardship has not stopped us from flourishing in many different ways, right? Like just because flourishing has been thwarted in some ways doesn't mean that it's been completely thwarted. Right. Um, I mean, people have throughout history worked to reverse the curse of sin in developing medicines. I mean, we've got brilliant folks right now who are working on a vaccine for COVID-19. I'm sure most of them, many of them aren't Christians. Sure. You know, economically speaking, a middle-class family in America lives better than most kings ever did. That's so wild. Which is so wild. So, common grace is still present. And as unprepared as probably most of us feel right now, locked up in our homes, we're a good few steps ahead of the black book. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> like those plague doctors and got nothing on air conditioning. Oh, um, yes. And like the vaccine timeline might seem kind of far off, but it does sound better to me than leeches. Yes. So, True that. Could be worse. Oh, yes. Yes. And as of yet, literally praise be to God, COVID-19 has not like wiped out half of the world's population or a third of the world's population exactly. or anything. You know, like we had the wherewithal to implement practices that are that we could be aware of. Yes. Previously, it would have been impossible to understand and discover. Yes, exactly. So just keep that in your mind, too, is that, you know, even though the curse of sin has really wrought a lot of destruction and death and decay upon us, God has not, like, utterly forsaken the world. There is common grace that even even those who are adamantly opposed to God um, still have access to, which is yeah. pretty amazing. So back to our original point, though. The two fears that we face with something like COVID-19 are telling us something about our God-given desire to flourish as human beings. That, that's actually a good thing, I think. Mm. That this is waking up something inside of us. We want to live and we want to have a livelihood. Yeah. Like, that's good. God <laughs> gave us those desires, okay? That is God-given. But what we also need to understand in the midst of this is that God is still provident. Yeah. And what that means is that these days have passed through his hands to us. Now, there may be, and there were, a number of secondary causes that got us precisely to where we are. Oh, of course. Right? Yeah. But all of this is still passed through the hands of God. He is not surprised by this. He is still enthroned above the circle of the earth. He is still calling out the stars by name and maintaining their courses. He still rules the universe and works all things according to the counsel of his will. COVID-19 does not fall out of that. So it's not like God is standing back helplessly and saying, sorry, humans, like (laughs) Satan got me on this one. I didn't see this coming at all. (laughs) You know? So bear that in mind. Christians have that amazing comfort that we can look to God and know, okay, yes, sin is in general, the universal curse of human sin has thwarted our abilities to flourish in many ways. But God has not forsaken us. These days have passed through his hands to us. And so what we're getting at is this, is that when we feel afraid either for our bodily health or for our economic situation, under the providence of God, we should seek the flourishing of all human beings for the sake of Christ, both in their bodily health and in their economic situation, in their lives and their livelihood. So in the name of Jesus... If, say, your big fear is the economic situation, what we need to remember is that in the name of Jesus, we ought to do the most good we can for the sake of our neighbor's health, too. That is so important. So we ought to follow civic guidance, and we ought to do what we can to stop the spread of diseases like COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if perhaps our primary fear is really based around our 
bodily health, then in the name of Jesus, we ought to remember that we still ought to do what we can to support local businesses and to help those who are monetarily challenged because of these circumstances, that we ought not neglect the fact that God has ordained that we provide for our families and for our societies through economic means like jobs and work, and we ought to seek to encourage good and hard work. That's really what I'm I'm getting at here. We fit all of that like on a (laughs) t-shirt? With the smallest print... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in the world. Yeah, because that's good. That's good stuff. Yeah, and uh, COVID-19 has just it's frustrated our ability to flourish as human beings, both in body and in work. And at the end of the day, I also want it to be known that it's okay to grieve both realities and both losses. Mm. Like, it's okay to lament those things. Yeah. In fact, that is a practice we could probably stand to, if we have not yet learned it, learn it. And if we've forgotten how to do it, relearn it, but is the practice of lament, the biblical practice of lament. There are good things that God in his providence has allowed to be taken from us right now. You know, it's just that's that's the way the cards have fallen, so to speak. Yeah. And it is good and right to lament those things to him. As the resident pro-emotionalist, <laughs> um, I just made that up on the spot. <laughs> you know, like I, I definitely agree that it's, you know, we have the capacity for emotions like that for a reason. Yes. And that was given to us for a reason. And I think that's part of the experience that is like, it should not be shunned. Yes. Um, it is there and there are practices, you know, within that to, to grieve, to process that for a reason. Yes. And I think it's surprisingly enough for people who are adverse, it's, it's for your betterment in many ways. Yeah. Yeah. The Psalms, especially, you always come back to the Psalms because I think they have a, a medicine for every emotion and affliction mm. and they kind of wrap up the whole human experience. Yeah. But when the psalmists felt sorrow over something, that wasn't their cue to disengage and say, well, it's time for me to shut down. That was their cue to say, God, there is something wrong here. Yeah. Like, there's something that's not right. Mm-hmm. Come and make it right again. Mm-hmm. Like, And that was that that funneled their cry. Yeah. And I think even lament during a time like this can do that. So Absolutely. Anyway, that's uh, that's that for this one mm. for now. And I really, you know, I think I think we, Ethan and I, have said all we could probably say <laughs> that's helpful about all of this right now uh, in, this, in like, this capacity. Contrary to popular belief, I have no learning in medicine. <laughs> I have no. I am not an epidemiologist. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy stuff. Uh, my training is in theology and philosophy and, you know, that's... You I know. can pick a font for the virus. Uh, there we go. That's it. COVID-19. Let's just make it Comic, comic Sans just to play a joke on COVID-19. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. Well, yeah. hopefully you're all staying safe. Yes. You know, staying in, uh, caring for your loved ones, mm-hmm. caring for yourselves. Yes. And if you are, you know, working from home and homeschooling and, I mean, doing all those things, God bless you, literally, because, woof, that is, uh, I, uh, mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How is that you. for some encouragement if that's what you're doing, huh? <laughs> we yeah. admire you so much. We do. We really do. I, I say that, and that, that could very quickly be me here in a couple of, in a matter of weeks, depending on how things go. So, you know. Wait, the Abby's going to grow up so fast. Well, no, not that she's going to be homeschooled, but like working from home, and, you know, there's with the oh, dog and yeah. the baby, and, you know, all mm-hmm. that fun stuff. A lot so. of, lot of juggling. Just, you know, Morgan would listen to this and she'd be like, how dare you? Like, I'll be the one <laughs> taking care of Abby while you work. <laughs> So anyway, thank you for joining us, as always. If you have any questions, hopefully, you know, if you want to fill our inbox things unrelated to this. Yeah. I mean, if, if you do have things about ask, it, too, that's ask fine. Ask us questions. Yeah. 
send them to podcast at horizonchurch.net. Mm. Find us on social media. If you were helped by this, you can leave us an honest five-star review. I mean, what else are you going to do right now? We got <laughs> Good you, excuse. I mean, you, you probably got lots of other very good and useful things to do, but, you know, not, Ethan's uh, not so sure. Not he, so he, sure. He's seen your Netflix watch <laughs> history. He knows that you watched, like, uh, that Tiger King, Tiger King? documentary for mm, however long Tiger that is. King. I don't know. I've not worked Several up the episodes. gall to watch that I yet. just but, started. Whoa. Yeah. There we go. So uh, thanks as always for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Mm.